this episode of Tailgate Talks brought to you by Blanca. Tune in live to interact with the hosts on Wednesday nights, 6.30 central at www.twitch.tv backslash Blanca OG. Hope you enjoy the show. And welcome, guys. This is week 68. You're listening to Club Red. This is Tailgate Talks, of course. We're uh, excited to bring this episode of Club Red to you, uh, mostly because uh, of the wild game that we had against Kansas. Uh, hats off to those guys for the effort they put in, but we'll get into that more here in a little bit. Obviously, we got uh, the return of Chris Beard we're going to discuss, and then uh, the win that they had over West Virginia. Uh, plenty to talk about today, but uh, before we do get into that, make sure you do uh, follow us on Spotify, follow us on iTunes, and uh, make sure you give that five-star rating on both. Uh, drop the review below if it is on iTunes, and uh, we really appreciate that. It helps us out a ton uh, as we continue to grow as a podcast. Hit us up on social media accounts. On Twitter, we're at tailgate underscore talks. We're also on Instagram at Facebook as well as YouTube. And if uh, you do swing by that YouTube channel, make sure you hit the subscribe button and make sure you uh, you hit that uh, bell to be notified each time a new post goes live. Uh, as far as our personal accounts, Dustin, you can find him at DustinMember22, Brooks at Calvin B. Barrett, and me at Blanca, where the L is a one. And lastly, if you have any sort of thoughts, questions, or anything you want to hear us discuss on the show, make sure to email us at the email tailgatetalkspod at gmail.com. Uh, so let's go ahead and uh, hit this up and uh, talk about this basketball team over this last week that really just put in a stunner effort. We're going to start this thing off right. All right, what up, what up, guys? How was y'all's week? How was y'all's What's weekend? What's going on? Hopefully it was good. Hopefully, uh, oh, yeah. you know, um, hopefully you had a better weekend than some uh, some of our boys did on, on, on social media. Uh, <clears throat> the, dis- yeah. the disrespect, honestly. Uh, oh, we'll get into that. Yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll talk about that more about that here in a little bit, though. But just it, it's frustrating and annoying to the point to where it's just like, dude, you're, you're not a fan you're 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 there because they're winning. Like fuck off. But anyways, um, no the 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 first game that we had and and we're gonna talk here a little bit is is the win at home against West Virginia, score being seventy eight to sixty five. Uh, and we're gonna kind of do something a little bit different this week, which is we're gonna Twitter recap the game. So basically, hundred and twenty characters summarize your recap or what what you felt or thought about the game itself. Um, well, this one, well, this one's a little bit different to clarify. So we, we're trying to get some new ideas out there, try some new things to not just talk about the game, but kind of recap it. Well, Saturday's one has been a while. We've had another game since then. So we had the idea of 
a Twitter recap where, you know, we go out, kind of read through some of the tweets fired out by this podcast, recap the game, maybe something uh, we stumble across something that was funny at the time that we had forgot about since then. And then uh, since it's been a while and then with the game that's fresh on our minds, like Kansas, we'll do a quick Twitter summary. So a quick recap of the game that you can fit into a tweet. So Twitter recap had that backwards. You had a little backwards. That's all right. But yeah, we'll kind of Twitter recap the West Virginia game to kind of remind some people of what happened uh, last Saturday. (laughs) Yeah. So um, you want to go ahead and kick this off then, since since you kind of have the idea a little bit better down in your oh, head. I I had that. He was the one on the Twitter machine. Yeah, he was. I was the one firing out the, the the tweets to try to give us the content to do this. Uh, I was unable to attend the game. I had girlfriend duties over the weekend, but mm. uh, got to watch the game. Dustin got to be there. So yeah, we'll start off. So first tweet, we'll just get right into it. Yay, the announcers are calling the game from their basement. (laughs) And if y'all have been watching any of the Tech Basketball games on ESPN or ESPN2, it really is only one crew that is calling games, and that's Fran and Boog, who have been at the games. Other than that, you get dudes calling from their basement, and it really just brings down the whole presentation of the game, which kind of sucks. So there we go. From the start, that's the TJ we know. So we got a little bit of a TJ performance early on that got us hyped. Uh, Polly Polycap sounds like someone who should have been on Jersey Shore. That that name was great, Polly Polycap. You love it when like parents, you know, do a good job naming their child. I think they nailed it with him. But yeah, it definitely doesn't sound like a basketball player. Sounds like he should be on the Jersey Shore. Then Dustin from inside the stadium, the Fuddruckers parachutes. All for the people by the railings again. Shocking. Wow. Pretends to be shocked. And Dustin, you can take this one. Explain, explain your tweets. They, they're up in the rafters, the catwalk that circles the arena, and they have these little coupons on parachutes, and they drop them from the same spot every time. And they literally fall at the same spot every time along the railing of the upper and lower uh top and bottom half of the lower bowl. It's literally within two rows every time. Right. Yeah, so the same people are basically getting that coupon like every day. They got to be mad sick of Fuddruckers. They're just like, <laughs> God damn it, again? Or they got a collection that they're selling. Uh, we got I keep fouling us until we prove we can make a damn free throw. So our yeah. free throw shooting, typical tech, was awful in the first half. Um, we are good at half-court defense. I don't understand why we continue to press. Um. Mm. Bobby's face red with capital letters. Uh, if you're watching the TV, Dustin, you probably didn't get the view there. But if you're watching on TV, you would have thought this game was being played outside in like 40 degree weather. Bob's Bob Huggins. Oh, Bobby, yeah. Saw that. His face was fucking red. Talking about. Yeah, he got super pissed. Oh, man. Like, it was like bright always, red. It's always what Bob does. No, it looked like he was holding his breath for about 10 oh my seconds. God. Like, like about like a solid minute like, and then decided like to this try color. and talk. It was close. It was close to that color. It was highlighter, you know, highlighter red. Uh, This ain't a game. It's a damn foul fest. So if you watch the game, there was over 50. I think there was 50 fouls called in that game. So the refs were on their whistles throughout the game. It ended up playing out in our favor, but it was uh, a lot of fouls called. Um, Let's see. Kevin O rebound. I like that tweet. Kevin O banner. Uh, just continues to be a beast oh. on the boards. He had I've had one in my head that goes along with that. It's yeah, 
Kevin O'Banner. The O stands for offensive rebound. Well, that's what I, well, that's what I was going with that. Kevin O rebound because Solid. he gets like a several great offensive rebounds a game. There was a like back to back possessions where he had crazy offensive rebounds yeah. in that game. Oh yeah. And we got swag surfing played at a proper moment in the game alert. Ooh, this one got a lot of likes on the Twitter. Proper we have, is the correct word. I wouldn't proper. say great. Wouldn't say bad. Proper. Yes. There was another Dustin time clarified. later in the game, like that we could have played it again, which me and Kelsey had a lengthy discussion about. Like, it's okay to play it twice. Yes. Yeah, get that it first is. proper one <laughs> in in that like early second half area. Yeah. There's a time late in the second half that it calls for, and there's a timeout on the floor somehow. Yeah. Play it again. Yeah. So, so Dustin clarified on the swag surfing, played at 15.56 in the second, <laughs> up six after a double dribble turnover. Not a huge moment to play nope. it. Not a bad time. Nope. Not a good time. But you don't know if you're ever going to get it again. Right. right. Up, up until that point, there hadn't been a good moment to play it. And it had been a really back and forth game where you hadn't done anything to seize momentum. So I, I get playing it there. Yeah. Um, and you had, I mean, you had people excited. Yeah. At a decent level, kind of like a six, but mm-hmm. over that turnover in the timeout on the floor. Should have been not, better. Right. Not huge. Should have been better. Is what like we said, right. you don't know when that <clears throat> next moment might come and you might miss the entire opportunity. And maybe some of it was because of the television broadcast and not hearing the noise. It kind of felt like the crowd wasn't really into the game. It felt like it was kind of a lull. And so maybe it was used to try to get some energy back in the stadium, which like I get, right. I think that's a I think that's a good moment to do it. And you don't know if you're ever going to get the moment to play it. So I didn't mind it there. Next, we got we just can't make open shots. It's crazy for a good basketball team. That's true. Um, holy shit, know, Marcus. Like, so <laughs> many of these are just <clears throat> generic tweets we could send out every game. Oh, yeah. Yeah. That's about right. This next tweet we've we've sent out like several games. Holy shit, Marcus Santos Silva. Like he had a fucking oh, huge yeah. couple blocks, like back to back possessions. That was pretty mm-hmm. ridiculous. Um and then we've got you know Tellgate Talks. We're your swag surfing correspondents here. Come to us for all your swag surfing needs. Uh we got this would be an ideal time for a second swag surf. Yes. And this came on the McCuller to TJ, and he had a huge dunk that really at that moment kind of separated us, was the uh, nail in the coffin for West Virginia. The crowd was lit. That would have been a great yeah, opportunity play it again. for a second Play it again. One. Play it again. Don't be afraid to hit the button <laughs> twice, guys. Play it again. And once again, we got this would be optimal swag surf time. <laughs> we're just We just love a good swag surf. That's what we're here for. Um, we've got Sniper is so back. Um, oh, yeah. He was back briefly in this game. We've got – I am once again asking how that is not a technical. We had West Virginia complaining exactly left and right. There was a foul, and the player just took off running down the other end of the court, throwing the ball up. You no multiple though. times that they could have had that. Yep, yep. And then, you know, to close out the game, wasn't pretty, but got it done. TJ took over at the end of the game to send Bob and his complainers home. Good to have the sniper we know and love back. Hashtag wreck them. And that is your Texas Tech versus West Virginia Twitter recap. Solid. (laughs) That was pretty good. All right. 
Not bad. Yeah. Easy Get way some to talking points in there from the game and easy way to easy way to talk yeah, about the game. Just but... to I mean kind of snowball off that last turn into our discussion here. There were multiple times in that game where Bob or West Virginia players were well over the line. Oh yeah. Should have been teed up. Like it oh, was yeah. a little ridiculous the the leeway and the rope they were given. Yeah. Yeah, there was definitely a lot of moments where they were like overly demonstrative and they're complaining, like mm-hmm. the arms and then like yelling and clear as they fouls too. Like the foul yeah. disparity was 30 to 20, I think, but they were fouling. There wasn't really anything that I felt was questionable. It was yeah. just like a lot of a lot of whistles and, and like they decided early on that they weren't going to let us play. And, you know, that's how the whistles went. But. Ultimately, mm-hmm. you know, it was a really tough game. West Virginia always tends to play us well. And he had yeah. Taz Sherman go the fuck off for West Virginia. So they threw everything they had at you. Yeah. Uh, um, that another, another tweet thing that I saw from other people that I wanted to nitpick. Save your TJ is back tweets for when he scores like double digits. Like after five points, he's not back. Yeah. <laughs> Also okay, fair. That is fair, though. Like, he needs to be getting 10 plus 12 points. Then you can be like, all right, he's back. Like After two buckets and five points, oh, yeah. he's back. I saw that story. I'm like, that doesn't mean anything. It looked, He looked like he was aggressive and attacking early on, and so it was nice to see. It was nice to see his shot go down. It was his first game where he looked like himself. Normal. Um, and, you know, he definitely – he was why you won that game. You looked down – the stretch, you, they actually took a lead with like six, five minutes left in the game. Mm-hmm. Like, oh shit, is West Virginia gonna like pull this one out? Is this a copy and paste of the Kent State game? Yeah, and then TJ took over. Really? Yeah. yeah, that game was way closer than the score looks because it was a give or take six point game for almost the whole game. And yeah, they were up with less than seven minutes, six minutes left. Um, so yeah, a lot closer than we made it look in the end when we stretched it out. Shout out again to my buddy, Ethan Blum. We made our West Virginia, Texas tech bet. He wasn't oh, so you? confident in West Virginia. So we only bet $10 for the winner. Uh-huh. So. Come on, man. <laughs> Where's the confidence? <laughs> Paid up quick. That's an easy 10 bucks right there. Uh, but yeah, I mean, I guess there's not really much else to talk about on this game. You had yeah. another really nice Kevin O'Banner game. Um, and, and you know, another good Bryson Williams game. So that was kind of the other things that we're talking about other than you, know, you, you handled business, you did what you needed to do against a, a West Virginia team that was desperate for a win. Yeah. Uh, I mean, oh, all in all, good win, solid win. You know, anytime we can break 70 points from our team, you still got to love that site too. Oh, what's playing? Oh. It's pretty much like our, our threshold. We should win games if we score 70 plus. Like, kind of, yeah. right? Obviously, the Kansas game we're about to talk about is an anomaly because we scored over 90. They scored over 90. But that, that's usually our threshold. If we can get to 70 before the other team, we're probably going to win that game. Yeah. And, and that's kind of. No, that, that's about all you can really hope for out of this team. Uh, you know, still West Virginia is, uh, you know, was 13 and 4 at the time. So, I mean,. Yeah, not not a complete scrub team, and they tend to play us really well. So, uh, no, yeah, again, they're they're currently a tournament, a yeah. tournament team. Um, yeah, yeah, what do we so, what, yeah. what do we have? What are we up to right now? Like eight eight eligible tournament teams at the moment. Like, like yeah, like consider like that's insane. 
that eighty percent of our of our division is going to be in that tournament. Yeah, and all and one team can't even make it. Eight out of nine. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Oklahoma State's not even eligible, and they're in the middle of the pack. They would be, yeah, if they could. So insane, kind of insane how good this this conference is. Um, but uh, solid game, good game, enjoyed watching it. I obviously cannot make it, and you know, I'm. What was it? I I had a little tweet that was kind of funny, where like somebody posted a video (laughs) of like. A bunch of people doing swag surfing, and then there was like one guy with a face mask and like a little yeah. LBK shirt, and I was like, like in the front row and just being awkward. By yeah, yeah, yeah. And I was just like, I've, I've, I've never felt like I could relate more to somebody watching Tech Sports. Super, Houston. super white guy move. Yeah, yeah. Well, <laughs> he's just like uh, <laughs> mm, uh, super related to that guy. Um. So next game that we are that we've been kind of wanting to talk about, and if you're tuning in you're probably wanting to hear our thoughts about was the double overtime loss to Kansas 91 to 94. And, uh, this was, uh, this was in Lawrence and a home game for them. One of the toughest places to play in college basketball. And we were down by, by what a nine, 10, 11, like, like 12, 12. That's what it was a couple of times in that game. And we would stay close. We'd fight back. <laughs> And then finally, we had that little bit of a push at the end there. But um, so on this one, what we are going to do, though, right, is, is the 120 character recap, right? Yeah, try to fit your your game summary into uh, something that you could tweet out. All right, all right. Uh, anybody have theirs kind of already pre-written? I think I'm kind of ready. It's in okay. my head. All right, all right. Dustin, <laughs> basically, like how I tweet. Start us off here. Yeah. <laughs> All right, start us um, off here. What, what's what's your tweet on the on the on the Kansas loss? Start out with like three roller coaster emojis. <laughs> right, and, solid, uh, solid. That's how I feel about this game. You had great plays by O'Banner and Williams and Warren, the transfer trio, and disappointing games by TJ and Kevin, your two leaders, and inconsistencies across the whole game. But you somehow stuck around and fought like you always do. Shouldn't have even been in this game. Had a good chance to win. I think this game, even though a loss, verified yourself for the nation and country watching college basketball. I think that's a couple tweets there, Dustin. I think that's like no, that's like three tweets. Two eighty now, guys. (laughs) Uh, That that, that, that felt a little over. That felt a little. Hey, I'll take one emoji off. Okay, Uh, one less. All right, now it's good. Now it clears. Solid. Yep. Uh, Brooks, what is uh, your, what is your 120 recap? My Twitter length review at B Willington 11. That's Bryson <laughs> Williams Twitter. <laughs> Carries Texas Tech on his back, but his 33 Ooh. point game was not enough. As poor performances from TJ and McCuller and a few questionable overtime decisions come back to haunt Texas Tech in a heartbreaking double overtime loss to Kansas at the Fog. Yeah, and I have abbreviations and stuff in there to you know fit the you know, character, fit the, fit the full thing. I, I saw it. Do you have it. any emojis or hashtags? I don't have any hashtags. I just have an at and an always, at. Always Willington. hashtag Rickham. Yeah, uh, hashtag Rickham. I I think always. I had enough room for it, so hashtag Rickham. Um, mine. I I think I kind of posted it, but it was kind of dumb. But uh, but it still encaptures how I felt about the game which was like six-year-old kid being told we're going to Toys R Us or not, not getting to go to Toys R Us. 
and then being surprised with Toys R Us to only be told that we're there to window shop. Mm-hmm. That was a good treat and a good one to just use right here. Yeah, perfect. Like, like that's, <laughs> that's just, exactly how it was. That's how it felt. I was just like, oh, well, you know, I hope to compete, but, you know, I kind of expect the Kansas, Kansas win there. All right. Oh, shit, we're competing the entire way. We're getting comebacks and... Oh, it's the end of the game. Um, I really want to win this now. I didn't think we were going to. And then like pissed off at the end that we didn't we didn't pull off the win. Like not pissed off, but like just like damn it, we could have had that. Yeah. Ah. But um yeah. so we do need to talk about it and I guess we'll kind of include this in the thoughts and reactions part of the game, yeah. which was some of the disrespect from from the Texas Tech and I, I use this term lightly fan base uh because they're not really being a texas tech fan they're just a fan of the winning yeah i i i i don't know dustin what, what's your thoughts on like some of the some of the negativity coming out at our at our texas tech basketball team yeah i mean me and brooks are some of the most critical and honest tech fans and yeah we'll say like this guy sucked this guy sucked this guy had an awesome game all that stuff but i'm not gonna hate anybody but yeah and you don't you definitely don't need to get online and tag them in your hate post either. They went that those people went way over the lines with a lot of things on that. You can be critical of, you know, TJ and Kevin and their two two bad performances there, but that you need to also support them and yeah, hope they bounce back. I mean, I'm I'm upset that TJ had a twenty something point game Saturday and then showed up Monday and had a five point game. That's yeah. Not okay, and I'm sure he knows that, and his coaches have told him that, and he's not going to try to do that, obviously. He's not trying to, yeah. you know, go one for 10. <laughs> Kevin's not trying to go one for 11 and yeah. two points. Like, they're not trying to do that. They're trying to win the game. Yeah. And so you can be critical of him and still support him. And I think that's kind of the, the general attitude that every fan, every actual fan should have towards any team that they actually support. Like, you don't ever want to attack these people. They're doing their best game in and game out. Like, there, there. What was those those little tweets about Adonis Arms at four a.m.? Like, what the fuck? Like this. Yeah, dude, you're talking about two twenty year olds. Like, yeah, chill out. Yeah, right. I don't know, Brooks. <laughs> I mean, what, what what's your take on on some of the aftermath and and kind of thoughts and reactions <laughs> to the game itself? A little bit more more in depth, maybe, or if you just kind of want to touch base on anything in particular. Well, yeah, there, I mean, there's a lot of touch base about this game, so <laughs> we, we got to talk about that. But obviously, I mean, it's sickening to know that somebody's out there giving these guys who have been great pillars of this community, of this college, right. uh, who have probably given more to Texas Tech than it, that person tweeting, you know, <laughs> saying those things. Um, you know, these are two guys who stayed at Texas Tech when the betrayer left and they stayed and played for Coach Adams. Right. And they've been nothing but respectful and, you know, just great student athletes to root for. And so for somebody to say that it's very disheartening. And now we don't know who did. We don't know, you know, if it was a tech fan or somebody else. But, you know, the fact that it happened is disappointing and you hate to see that for these guys. And so you just it makes all me and all the real tech fans out there and all the real people, all the real supporters want to step up and show these guys the love that they deserve because yeah. they deserve it. You know, uh, one bad game doesn't take away all the stuff they've done for us. So, you know, like Dustin said, they weren't trying to have a bad game. They just so happen to have a bad game and it happens. Everybody 
has bad games. It's a game, but at the end of the day, it is just a game. And so, you know, if you're that person that's so mad over a regular season loss, like you need to take a step back and kind of look at your life and figure out what your priorities are because valuing a, winning a game over like a human life, that's, that's, that's a little too much, man. Yeah. But as for the game, and then we'll just kind of segue into that. I kind of view it as a cup half empty, cup half full type perspective on this. You can be that person that I just mentioned that gets pissed off <laughs> at these dudes on Twitter, uh, upset that we lost this game. And, you know, I'm upset that we lost this game, but I kind of view it from the cup half full is like, man, what a fucking game. What a, what a way to play that game. We were down by 12 with like six minutes left. They had that huge alley-oop. And every single time Tex ever played in the fog, that game is over right then and there. Blowout, the ass kicking is on. Mm. We cave. That crowd was going crazy. But no, these dudes never stop fighting. They compete. They somehow, like, we're down by four, and we're all like, how the fuck are we only down four right now? Yeah. And I felt like we were down 20 the whole game. Oh, it was <laughs> crazy. And next thing you know, you're in overtime. And, yeah, it sucks to be up in overtime and not come away with that win. You know, do you foul up by three? You know, definitely hope TJ doesn't make a dumb decision, and then he does. You know, those things like that come back to bite you. But at the end of the day, this team kept fighting. They clawed themselves back into the game. They took Kansas to double overtime, a team that's super motivated to beat us. Yeah, um, One of the best teams in the country one of the craziest places to play in the country. And so ultimately very proud of this team mm. brand, you know, Bryson Williams, what oh, a fucking Lord. game. Oh my God. Um, 14 Kevin of O'Bannon, 19 yeah. to 33. Just fucking, he just loves Kansas. Loves Kansas. He loves Kansas. But for some reason, like I, I'm trying to think of a performance that I've seen that's been that good in a tech uniform. And it's really hard to think of one. Like he was just all in his bag. Oh, yeah. Didn't matter whether who guarded him. Didn't matter from three, from mid range. Moves Ugh. that like our guards can't even do. Like he's going between the legs, step back, making it was re- glass, like all kinds of stupid stuff. But too bad it, he yeah. wasn't the best basketball player on the floor that night. Yeah, it's too bad. But Obagi you know, had to show him up. Obagi had to show him up, but ultimately, you know, just. Just they made a game of that, man. And and a lot of people go away from that game looking kind of, I think, brighter on this team, like yeah. feel better I, about this I, team because a lot of teams get their ass kicked in that stadium and it's respectable. But the fight that you showed, um, despite your best two of your best players playing their worst games, um, despite Kansas best player having the game of his life, like despite all of that, you still had a chance to win. That's crazy. And yeah, yeah, I mean, that's all you can really hope for out of that matchup. Let's be real. Like, just fight. And we, we've said that a thousand times over compete in those moments, those big ones. And we should be happy that they're doing that. Um, Dustin, anything to kind of add to that? Yeah, I'm on the half full side positive game. So I thought we were down the whole game if you didn't show me the score ticker. And you had a great game by a lot of dudes against one of the best teams in the hardest places. But I want to talk about the inconsistencies of our two big stars, Um, you know, two for 21 with seven points. Not great. Um, Mm -hmm. They both kind of, and we've seen this off and on through the season, even some last year, 
they force stuff with a lot. Yeah. And I don't, I get it in some games, you know, when we're scoring 50 and 60 points, they're just trying to get something. But in a game like this, I don't understand it when you have Warren O'Banner and Williams doing a lot and very efficiently. Um, yeah. I feel like, I mean, McCuller forces it, but I feel like with TJ specifically, he tries to play the hero and play hero mm. ball too much. And he wants the spotlight and shine, which is great. But in a game like this, I would hope their uh, experience and maturity would kind of take over and be like, all right, I'll step back and, you know, be the facilitator and role guy yep. tonight yeah. and let, let the other two or three guys go off. Like, give them the ball. And I feel like that's where those two guys kind of fell short in this game specifically, um, yeah. forcing it and not taking a step back in their, their role. I feel like they're different in ways. I feel like McCuller yeah. is a force. I feel like he forces Cullers, it. And, yes, when, yes. and when TJ's, I feel like he's settling. I feel yes. like it's just this settling for three when we all know that his strength is getting to the basket and getting yeah. to the paint. And many, so it's kind of like different for both of them. But yeah, yeah they both yeah. force and settling. But yeah. And I don't, I, and I also like want to segue that to. Uh, I mean, I don't want to criticize Adams for his coaching, but like, why at some point, why do we keep forcing the ball through TJ in this kind of game? Like, in overtime, we went a lot to TJ. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that's where the offense went to crap. Like, why did maybe Arms not get a couple more minutes or Malik? He got a lot of minutes down the stretch, but like, we kept forcing it through TJ and then we would get bad shots um, when we couldn't get it to. Bryce, like, obviously, like his little his little drive to the inside spin. I feel like that should be a higher percentage shot than it than it's than it's been. Yeah, I mean, he had a an off game, like completely off game, and 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 what you want to see in that from a a mature veteran player is for them to kind of step off the gas pedal and yeah. understand that so, you, it's just not your night. You know, yeah. like you're zero for five from three. Maybe quit pulling the three. And I don't really get mad at him for the three at the end of double overtime where you just needed to get a three off and no, hope that, that kids were going to foul you. And he was just doing yeah. what we had on, and, on the board. But my main gripe with him, and, and you know, there's a lot of positives from him in this game. If he doesn't go face up uh, Ogbaji at the end of that game, you don't tie that game up. He played terrific defense. Yeah. But that pull-up three after they tied the game in overtime is – that is just – that's frustrating. It's poor. It's not being aware of how much time's on the clock. It's trying to play hero ball. Yep. Like get to the basket had, because you did three have higher seconds left and pulled up from thirty. I don't. I don't think no one really in front of him. Everybody else was playing soft. I don't. I don't, had, I don't think a guy I, like kind of set. Kind of, but of he was sagging off of him. Like, no, yeah, he, he got to put the pressure. He 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 has the speed to he, run past that dude. Mm-hmm. He has it. He does. And I've never seen so many tweets with the word drive in it in my entire yeah. life. Like it, you, you could scroll for like five pages and just see every yeah. single person drive the fucking ball, which you have. Yeah. Cause th- that's what you're supposed to do. You have time. Yeah. It, the defense isn't set and you have a higher percentage in making the shot, the closer you are. Mm-hmm. And you have a, maybe a chance of drawing a foul. I don't think you're yeah. going to get a foul from the refs there, but unless it was just, you know, murder, but mm-hmm. you make them have to make that decision. And you know, so yeah, it, it 
it was not a good decision of him to pull up. And that's kind of one of the things we've noticed from TJ from time and time again, is his decision-making at the end of games has been pretty poor. You know, he tried to do that NBA range three against Providence when he didn't really have to, you know, he pulls up this three there when he didn't really have to. Um, I don't know why he thinks he always has to pull it from three himself. Like there's other dudes on the team. There's Bryson Williams who is killing it. Even though Banner was playing pretty damn good on offense. Yep. Like you had other options um, several times on possessions. So I think that's where a lot of tech fans have their frustrations is um, him trying to shoulder the load when you have other guys who are more than capable. If this was a team kind of, if this was a team that didn't have a guys like O'Banner, um, you would maybe understand it. Maybe like last year's team where it was either up to him or Mac, I would kind of get it a little bit more. But this team has weapons. Oh, yeah. And, and we're solid. I it, It's just, yeah. But, but I, I still think these guys just need more time in the end. Yeah. I think they just you need more think time. You got to think about and, it. And, and I think something else to kind of consider and, and something that a lot of Tech fans are not really realizing a little bit is this is – Kind of like the NBA, where this is just the regular season. We're not we're not in the dance yet. It'd be nice to win all these games and have a better seating for the tournament and stuff, and to see improvements. But this isn't where we need to be playing our best basketball just yet, you know. It's not, but you definitely want a shot at winning the conference, and yeah, winning that game would have given you a better shot. But you know, you got to think that this team's only played like a handful of games where we're all healthy. Yeah. Um, and so, you know, we didn't think we were going to be this good at this point in the no, season, so but you are. And that all that should prove is just how much of a ceiling this team has. And we haven't reached it yet. So there's a lot of potential. So there's not a lot of reasons to be down about mm -hmm. this team after a game like that. Um, not, not to be really. more positive and more confident after doing something like that on and, the road. And, and to cap that off and cap this Kansas game off. Be supportive of your fucking team. Like, yeah. again, we can't say it enough. We, we we criticize as sports fans and at, at, from an entertainment sport, uh, perspective, but it's criticizing. We're not attacking the individual. Yeah. We're saying, hey, we want to see some better stuff out of you. You're still you're still a goat. You're still the you're still a legend. Mm -hmm. You're always going to be you know, remembered as a Red Raider. But like we're never attacking the person. So. We critique because we know what they these guys are capable of. Yeah. And and we want them to reach that. And so when they are disappointing, yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, it's okay to be it's okay to tweet about, oh man, you know, TJ just having an off night. I wouldn't at him about it. Right. It's okay to just say TJ. No. Like that's um, like that's knows. what I did. I got upset. I was like, just drive the fucking ball, and then I posted Matthew McConaughey in, in a Lincoln. Yeah. Uh, but but I was just like like I didn't go adding the dude like anyway you got to treat these players like as if as if they were your child like you wouldn't go call on your kid that kind of stuff you'll tell them how to improve you'll make your comments but you're not gonna go like calling them racist things and calling them like every mean thing in the book but anyways no. let's move on uh, so Mississippi State game coming up on the, uh, in three days on the 29th uh, it's coming up uh, Saturday 5 p.m. Central is when yes. that's coming up. Uh, but we are at home for that, and uh, we 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 get another stab at, at beating Mississippi State, and it's in a different sport, but we still gotta love beating the SEC. Um, any any kind of initial thoughts out of this game, Dustin? Well, don't take your foot off the gas just because we're out of the Big Twelve real quick. I mean, this Mississippi State team just took 
a top 15 Kentucky team to overtime the other night. So they can hang with big boys too. So you got to treat them just like everybody else. Same thing with fans too. Don't, don't like not show up Saturday, fans, students, all that thinking, well, we're out of the big 12. We can take a game off. No, 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 no. I love beating the sec and I hope that everybody else is there to support that. Um, Brooks, any, any kind of concerns that, that you can kind of foresee coming out of this game? It's non-conference, but it's still going to count towards, like, our win total. Uh, what are you thinking over there? Yeah, these games are always fun. It's a little break in the Big 12, you know, action to go play an SEC team for a day. Um, you know, a new face, new new guys that you don't see often. So it's always fun to have these teams come to town. Yeah. Um, yeah. Mississippi State's a you know pretty decent SEC team this year. They're gonna you know this game. I feel like always brings out a little extra motivation. You want to kind of prove your conference is better. I'm sure the SEC is probably tired of hearing how great the Big Twelve is. So yep. all these SEC teams are gonna be ready to take their shot at you. So you just got to come out and, and handle business at home. You know you hope the crowds. You know I expect the crowd to be just mm -hmm. as good. Um, as it would be on a regular big 12 game and hope your guys keep the play, keep playing at the level that they have been. And, and you should, you should win this game. So it's just taking care of business really, you know, yeah, just, just, just keep, keep the, keep the foot on the pedal. Don't, don't let up. Um, well, cool. So next little segment that we're going to be doing, and this is kind of a new little tidbit. Uh, it's club red conversations. So, uh, this is where we're going to kind of focus on if they uh, not necessarily a game coming up or uh, or like anything in 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 uh, as far as like scheduling or anything like that. This is more of just to get the conversation rolling on different Texas Tech news or something like that. Uh, but uh, this one, what, what do we got for this week? We're doing the, the return of Chris Beard to Lubbock since his uh, since his betrayal, since he left us, uh, which turning out to be a better thing than we thought but um you want to you want to kind of take the helm on this brooks uh what what's your sure. initial thoughts here yeah well so this is our last podcast until the game of the year happens which texas comes to town uh february 1st tuesday night which is going to be a chaotic amazing scene uh, at the united supermarkets arena on tuesday so we figured we'd kick off our club red conversations by talking about this game since it's it just means a lot. Your former coach comes to town. Uh, not too often that you have a situation like this. And so let's kind of break it down, talk about it. And so I thought we'd kind of first, let's just look back on the time since Chris Beard left us. Remember that day? Remember getting on this yeah. podcast, talking with you? Remember my cut-up shirt hanging behind me? And it's been a long road since, you know, at the time we didn't know Mark Adams was going to be our coach. Uh, we didn't really know it was going to be a possibility. We didn't know uh, if it was something that he wanted to do. Um, we were pretty devastated. We weren't sure where the program was going to go from there. And of course he's leaving and going to your rival. And so a lot of emotions there since we've hired Mark Adams, uh, we're currently the 13th best team in the country, maybe moving up after this having a hell of a season. Chris Beard, on the other hand, they've been struggling while they still have a decent record. Uh, things have not gone according to plan. So Dustin, just kind of looking back on everything that's happened since that day, 
and the where the programs stand now just kind of what are your thoughts and feelings right now yeah yeah in retrospect we thought we were gonna go back to the bottom of the big 12 we didn't know what we were gonna be what we're gonna do and luckily mark adams saved us and literally i mean did what chris beard did to get this team where it is he went to the transfer portal he got experienced guys he had some guys stick around. I think that's what said a lot about this. You got those transfers to buy in. There's yep. people now saying that this is maybe our best defensive team ever. And yeah. think about that. <laughs> I mean, yeah. this is better than the Tariq Owens, Matt Mooney team. Oh, my God. And so that's huge praise because in the world of college basketball, all those big dudes know how good our defense is and has been. And so the fact that we haven't missed a beat is amazing. And considering that we were, you know, top three in the league for the last handful of years or trying to be there and we are right there again this year. And yeah. our biggest question was recruiting Yeah. well with him. And he went out in the transfer portal and got the guys. I think he put together an amazing staff to help him do this as yeah. well. But now you're seeing freshmen start to commit. We flipped uh, Jalen Tyson, yep. um, Chris Beard's best recruit from last year. <laughs> so that's another just little stab at him and that fan base. So I'm, I wouldn't take anything back from it. I know we said a lot of things that day in the heat of the moment, uh, oh. felt betrayed. But I think we're in a better place with a uh, maybe less psycho coach. <laughs> I, I, I think it's it was just more of the fear of the unknown. We didn't know yeah. what the direction was going to be for us after that. But sure. we should have maybe known a little bit that with Mark Adams being moved up, that, that we were still going to be defensively amazing. We got we, yeah. credit to his skill and talent of recruiting, but I think that was more of the, 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 the storyline for most Red Raider fans is just that yeah. fear of not knowing – where our program was heading, you know, we were, we were consistently in the tournament, you know, we were getting uh, better and better players wanting to come to Lubbock and play for us. Uh, you know, one of the greatest defensive teams every single year, year in, year out. And, you know, we weren't, we should have known that that was more credit to Mark Adams and him being the defensive side of that. And we see it now with, you know, UT kind of on the downfall falling off from what number five in the nation they started this season like more more credit to mark adams and and more credit to to uh to his system and really what put chris beard on the map so yeah you're getting a lot and it was kind of something that we talked about like was it mark adams all along and and you know it kind of still remains to be seen i think that's something that's going to take a couple years before we really figure out kind of who it was but i mean i definitely think you took a step up this year and a step that you know, I don't think a lot of us were totally expecting. I think a lot of us were fronting, you know, because we lost Beard and we're like, we got Adams, we got our guy and we got these recruits. And so we want to feel like we're going to be better than them. But like, you're still not 100% sure. You're not 100% sure how Mark Adams handles being the head coach yeah. um, and, and that responsibility. But, you know, so far he's done a great job of it. I think his ability to make in-game adjustments is – it has been really good on the defensive end. You know, Ogbaji was killing us and he took him out of the game there for a little while. And, you know, there's very little things that he does throughout the game that definitely affected our offenses. 
while it struggles at times, I, I trust it more um, this year than, than in past years. You know, that's always been kind of the, one of the weaknesses of a beard team. But yeah. to be overperforming is nice because the last few years we've underperformed by quite a bit from what our expectations had become. And maybe that's some of like us raising our expectations to ridiculous heights. But this team's definitely been fun to watch. And it's fun to see that us rising up while Texas is kind of falling down. So that ultimately brings us to Tuesday night where these teams will clash for the first time. And so, Arlie, with you, what are your thoughts, hopes, expectations, everything that you kind of, you know, want to sum up for this Texas game? I mean, for me, my my thoughts and feelings are we we need to we need to one obviously that that arena uh, we know who has an actual fan base, right? I mean, people showed out for for those UT games to start because they were number five in the nation. They start losing, and they stop showing up. That Chris Beard has to like beg people to show up. We know that the USA is going to be packed going to be loud, going to be packed. And so my expectations for this game is everything that it's going to be hyped up to be. I, I expect it to be a little bit closer because I also expect UT to kind of be obviously wanting to beat kind of an, an in-state rival like like that. But also the, the storyline behind this that we've been talking about for almost the, for this entire year is the, the, the Beard and Adams matchup. Beard coming to Lubbock, the place that he ditched, that he called home, and I, I, you, you, you want to. Hopefully, we see a blowout. I would love to see like a twenty-point win. Realistically, I mean, I, I'm pulling for like a ten-point win or more. Um, but you, you really want to see them just really put it to the per, the person that didn't think we were enough, right? Like that he didn't, yeah. that he didn't consider Texas Tech and Lubbock enough for him. And so you really want to kind of see that that us take that back, you know. Yeah, Dustin, uh, we'll be there. We'll be there Tuesday night. What are your hopes, thoughts, expectations, everything you kind of feeling about this game as it uh, is less than a week away? Oh, man, this is I've been at a lot of rowdy football games and a few good basketball games, and I expect this to be all of those combined into one <laughs> way yeah. more than that. Like, I don't even know how to process how crazy Tuesday night's going to be. To be honest, like, we're going to pack 15,000 people on top of each other. Those students are going to be riding those kids' ears and Chris Beard's ears, and you could tell that got under some West Virginia players' skin um, towards the end of that game. And, yeah, I hope we handle them and pull out a good win. Um, I kind of hope there's not fireworks at the end, like a last second shot, like a Keenan Evans type half the play. Like, let's just handle yeah. them, get out of there, like like a West Virginia type game. Let them in there. Let's make it exciting. But then in the end, let's stretch it out. But it's going to be a hell of a hard game because, I mean, they're a very, very, very similar team to us. Yeah. If you look yeah. at their stats, they have five guys who are hanging right around 10 points. Look at our stats. We had five guys hanging right around 10 points a game. They play a similar like bench almost. They play the defense kind of like we do. Took try to take that down there. Um, my only critique of them, their schedule so far has been soft. Yeah, 
They played one team that was ranked, and that was Iowa State, and we know how good they are. They, they played lost that game. Oh, yeah, I mean, their Big 12 schedule. Oh, yeah, yeah. So their Big 12 schedule has been super soft, and they lost their one versus ranked team game, and they haven't impressed me at all in any of their games. I mean, so I would hope with that we can hold down their scoring, which isn't great anyways, and maybe mm-hmm. stretch this game out maybe even better than what we did against West Virginia. Yeah, I hope for a total ass kicking. That would be sure. amazing if you could just like drub them by 20, 30 points. That would be like absolute heaven. The stadium would be going crazy. It might we wouldn't leave that game early either. That'd be the best part. Oh, I would <laughs> We'd stay, stay on the way through. The um, taking off the following morning anyway. So, uh, yeah, I mean, it's hard to name a game that's felt like this. I remember the Kentucky game kind of felt like this because, hey, how often are you having yeah. Kentucky come? Uh, come here but you know this is the guy who built this program and then ditched you and now he's coming back it's going to be crazy it's going to be wild i'm excited for all the chance i'm excited for all the fuck yous that are going to be there i'm just excited oh for all of it um you know it's going to be a fun night going to be a loud night i'm probably not going to have a voice afterwards so on that wednesday when we're on here recording uh, i might sound a little bit raspy but I just, you know, I hope we play well. You know, it's going to be – it feels like a national championship type game, right? Like it means a lot for us to win this game. And so I hope these players come out. I know both sides are going to be extra motivated to win this game. You know, Chris Beard's going to be motivated because oh, yeah. he's going to want to get this one. So, you know, both players on both sides are going to kind of know what this game means to to this fan base. And so um, you just hope that you go out there and play a really solid game very identical teams and schemes and stuff. These guys know each other so fucking well. So who's going to be able to outmaneuver each other? Who's going to be able to out game plan? Who's (laughs) going to be able to make the in-game adjustments that, that get that team to propel. But ultimately I like our players more than them. Like Dustin said, Texas has been pretty disappointing despite playing uh, a much weaker schedule. And we've been way more surprising playing, a very difficult schedule where, where you've already gotten all, most of your tough games out of the way with Kansas and Baylor and stuff like that. So uh, I really like our chances to win this one. And I really hope we'd, we'd go out there and uh, kick that ugly burnt orange ass all over the court for 40 minutes. I hope we make that night a living fucking hell for that bitch yeah. and that team. Um, so it'll be fun. It'll be, it'll be a fun night. Uh, and so just excited for it, excited to kind of get it out of the way too, <laughs> and, uh, kind of move on. So, uh, it'll be wild. It'll be a wild night, but that kind of introduces our club red conversations. If there any major topics that we need to sit and talk about, we'll do it here moving forward. But that's kind of the main topic for this week is, is the man Chris Beard returns and Mark Adams and them boys going up against him. So we're excited. Oh, very pumped. Um, It's, it's going to be exciting. It's going to be a ton of fun. And, and I think it's going to be a little bit more exciting knowing that we really do feel like we have the better team and we're at home. Like we can look forward to this a little bit more than they're probably looking forward to us. Um, yeah, I think you're playing with the level of confidence right now that uh, I think your fan base is more hyped about this team. I think 
I think we're definitely on different trajectories right now. Yeah. And, and that kind of makes it even more fun, right? It, uh, it'd been fun if both teams came in doing really good, but it kind of is more rewarding knowing that we've been better and that they've been worse. Yeah. And it's just kind of, you know, it's proved some of those points that we've thought coming into yeah. the season. Like, you know, so I think that makes it even better. Ton. Um, so that's gonna, that's gonna wrap up our, our club red for this week. Uh, obviously plenty to talk about there. A little bit of a longer episode, but worth it with the game that we just had couple nights ago and then as well as the game coming up obviously at home yeah. with ut but um any other any other takes we really need to put in on this i think we, we kind of covered a lot today yeah we covered a lot um last little tidbit right when we we're getting on here the announcement that drew steph uh he's a four-star 2023 high school player I, dustin might have mentioned it earlier but oh, yeah. we got a commitment from him he's a pretty big uh, uh, was pretty high up on our lists for the 2023 class. He visited last weekend. So nice to lock him up uh, and have that commitment. So uh, one of those question marks that we had about coach Adams continues to be uh, answered time in and time again on whether he's going to be able to recruit and uh, he continue can continues to reel in guys. So uh, really fun, Love really it. good and, stuff. And it's one of those things where like Mark Adams is such a quiet guy that he's kind of, here's where he's kind of showing like that whole thing where it's just like, let the play do the talking for you kind of thing. Yeah. Like, it's just cool to see it kind of happening that way for us. Yeah. I, sorry to make it longer, but oh, I was no, listening to Chris, Chris level and, and uh, Aaron Dickens talk about the game. And Chris level was saying that he really does appreciates coach Adams kind of levelness because you know, in a game like that yeah. where it's kind of getting out of hand and Mark Adams is just like cool and collected and, you know, that helps a team that's kind of like yeah. frantic and your coach is just like, hey, we're going to do this, we're going to do that, we're going to get it back in the game. It, it's really refreshing, I think, from what we had. Yeah. I kind of maybe... mentioned that to you in a discussion a couple of weeks ago when we were watching a Texas game and we were just looking at Chris Beard and we were like, I said to you, I was like, he's kind of a psycho. Yeah, he was. Like, he was a psycho. He's a psycho. <laughs> all right, no. Well, and now uh, we have the calm, cool guy that doesn't doesn't freak out, doesn't get too high, doesn't get too low. Yes, yeah. it's uh, a cool level yeah. head. How how much would y'all pay to be in the in that locker room at halftime? Like this I guy, like that. this guy's halftime adjustments zero because then I can't be in club red drinking. Yeah, <laughs> like. This guy's exactly. halftime adjustments are like uh, they've got to be one of the best like halftime speeches of all time, yeah. right? Like every well, I know game. your arc halftime adjustments are from Club. Yeah. <laughs> well, I know, I know he's definitely like an aggressive coach. Like he he he's even killed on yeah. the sideline and stuff. But he will mother f guys. Like I've had, I know people who've been at practices and they're like he'll get on the team. He'll get on the coaches. Like like he he'll get on your ass. Oh, yeah, so yeah. They, like, like, so you don't ever have to question that, but it's nice to see him on the sideline, just kind of in control because yeah. that's what the players look to. Hey, if my coach is fine, <laughs> even killed like that, I like confident in us. And, and so I think that's definitely been something that's nice to have. It's been good. <laughs> trolling our, our sides. Yeah. Well, nothing but high praise for coach Adams. So, far. right. Um, well that, that does wrap up yet again our club red segment for the week, but we did have to kind of talk about that a little bit though. Uh, this was a double, double overtime uh, wrap up here. 
<laughs> that's all it was. We're fine. It's fine. Uh, but guys, we'll catch y'all next week. Uh, we'll obviously be be ch- chiming in on Twitter uh, with the uh, with the UT game coming up. Definitely have some of that discussion for you guys to talk about. But make sure you do check in there. Uh, both of the guys are going to be at the UT game, so uh, they're going to be as active as possible watching it. But uh, definitely tune in next week on Wednesday for our full analysis and discussion on that game itself. Uh, but that wraps up this week, guys. So make sure, if you're not already, to follow us on Spotify, follow us on iTunes, give us the five-star on both, as well as uh, uh, go hit us up on socials, hit, hit up that YouTube channel. Definitely always helps us out a ton. Uh, we're trying to continue to make that grow. And, that, and that's been kind of one of our most consistent things lately is just the YouTube hits about 50 to 100 views every time we hit post a video. So you got you to gotta love seeing that. Um, but until next week, guys, we'll catch y'all later. And uh, hopefully this UT, and hopefully we'll be talking to y'all after this uh, UT win. Peace. Uh, one second.